Today I want to continue on our scripture journey here of, um, you know, not what I thought. It's it's a series about scripture verses and phrases and even words that if we take them out of context or if we don't understand the way and the reason that they were written, sometimes it just can be misleading. Sometimes it can turn into something that really has lost its meaning, you know, and we say things and, you know, we quote a scripture and and yet we, we've lost the meaning of it and it's become something different. You know, my goal here is simply to identify what some of those are because all of us, you know, all of us fall into that category sometimes of just misunderstanding uh, what the scripture was all about. Now, this week we're going to look at a very a familiar one, a very famous one, and I'll put it up on the screen for you. There it is. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, this this verse, chances are if you go to Meyer or Walmart or wherever and you look at the you know, the card section and look for a card or a religious card maybe to give someone at a graduation or maybe that's in the hospital or something, you might find this verse printed on there. Um, it's meant to be very encouraging. It's meant to be a scripture that that talks about hope and brings hope to the forefront of whatever the situation is uh, that you're dealing with. You know, when, when God says that he has a plan for us, it gives us hope to know that the God of creation has really thought through and planned everything out in each one of our lives. You know, I can look at my, my daily walk and the troubles I've experienced in life, and yet, regardless of where I'm at today, I know that God has a plan for my life that extends from beyond this moment. And, of course, I don't know how far that will go, but I know that God has a plan for who I am, the way I've turned out at this point, you know, the way I, I you know, become. And it's just a beautiful picture that God has a plan for somebody like me. He knows the future. He knows that he's powerful enough to change the course of history. And, of course, we know that his plans will prevail. God assures us of all of these things in the Bible in many different places. And this verse from Jeremiah is one of them. If you look at this particular verse, I think it shows us a couple of different things about God that we need to consider. Number one, it shows us, I think, God's dominion. You know, that he, is, he has dominion over all things. For I know the plans I have for you, the plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. You can't give somebody a hope in a future unless you can do something about it. So God has dominion over the different aspects of life, over each step that we take. Um, I think that this verse also demonstrates the character of God. You know, he's not, he's not just there inactive. He's not just there, not really caring or worrying too much about what we're doing or what's going on. No. 
God is there and he has a plan and a purpose for our life and he can do something about it. And that plan is to give us a hope, give us a future. You know, I, I sometimes use the image of a parade. You know, if I attend a parade, I see what's happening right in front of me. That's all I know. I don't see the beginning of the parade, you know, where the thing is being formed and people are, you know, being put into the right order and they're getting their marching instructions. And and then I don't see the end of the parade, you know, where it stops and people kind of break up and they go their separate ways. But God in his dominion over all things, over creation, sees the beginning and the middle and the end and everything else. He sees it all. That's one of the reasons that he can offer to us, you know, this statement that says that I have wonderful plans for you because I have dominion over those things. I have dominion over all things. I see what's taking place, you know, in your life, the past, the present, and the future. And I want you to know that in my character, my character is only to give you good things. Now, the problem we run into sometimes is, is the word that you're reading there, the word that says prosper. You know, prosper is a difficult term. It really is. To prosper in the culture today is one of these things that says, I'm going to bless you with money and wealth and fame and, you know, boats and cars and, you know, materialist, materialism type things. And that's not quite the purpose, not quite the way that God meant it when he said that I have, you know, plans and a purpose for you and and I'm going to help you to prosper. This word prosper in the context of the world today means, you know, wealth. And it means all the different things that, uh, you know, wealth can bring. But we have to understand words in context as to the way that they were written, the time period that they were written, uh, the people, the situation around them that they were, that it was being written. We, if we understand that, then we get a better grasp of what the author here was saying. Now, if you go to verse 10, and I didn't print it for you, so it won't be on the screen, but verse 10 here basically says that there's going to be a 70-year waiting period. And then I will bring you back to Jerusalem. And he continues and he says, because I have plans for you. And those are to prosper you and to not to harm you, but to give you hope and give you a future. You see, here was the situation that this was written under. The nation of Israel had fallen away from God and they had been overrun and captivated by the Babylonian Empire. Now, Babylon was horrific. These guys were ruthless, and they were extremely pagan. There was all kinds of things going on in the, the capital cities of Babylon uh, and with the people that God would never have approved of. And they were, the, the Israelite nation was under captivity, you know, under the rule of the Babylonians. Well, you know, of course, they're praying and they're asking God to remember them and to bring them back to Jerusalem so that they can once again reestablish themselves as God's people and reestablish their relationship with God. And God says, you know what? I will, but there's going to be a 70-year waiting period. So if God's going to prosper us, 
How, why do I have to wait 70 years? Well, we're not really told, but it probably has something to do with the generation. You know, if you remember when Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years, part of the reason they wandered for 40 years was so that the generation that was alive, the generation that had rejected God and had hard hearts, you know, God was waiting for those people to simply pass off, you know, to die off. And then the new generation uh, would have a heart that was more open to God and more open to the ways of God. And that's what he waited for there. It could be the same thing here, but for whatever reason, for whatever plan that God has, he says to them that we're going to wait 70 years and then will be the prosperity phase. That's when all of a sudden things are going to start changing for you. You got to remember, though, that in God's economy, to prosper you doesn't necessarily mean materialist or materialism or wealth or status or fame and fortune. It could be a very spiritual blessing. It could be prospering you in, in your spiritual relationship with himself or in the level of faith and hope and trust that you have in God and in Christ. That is another way that he can prosper each one of us. Not only, you know, again, materially, but in all of the other aspects of our life. Maybe it's spiritually. Maybe it's our heart. Maybe our heart is, is somewhat hard. And God says, at the right timing, you know, I'm going to start to soften your heart so that you can once again see who I am and we can come back together uh, in a relationship and you can be forgiven for the things that you've done wrong. You see, if we simply take this verse at face value and we relate it uh, to ourselves the way the culture would relate it, then we miss many of the aspects of this prosperity that God has promised. Prosperity comes in many, many, many different forms. It's not just, you know, well, you know, I'll send it to you and everything. Your life is going to be a rose garden from this point out. Your life might not be a rose garden, but that might be part of the prosperity, you know, aspect. That might be part of what God is doing during that 70-year period. Or as he's watching the parade go from point A to point B, he might be waiting until you get to point B before the prosperity phase starts. And again, whether that prosperity phase is going to be physical, emotional, spiritual, it's going to be reflected in your health, in your mental well-being, uh, in the things that you do, the way that you serve him. There's so many different ways that that prosperity can apply to your life. So what I want you to understand today or to walk away with today is simply this idea that if I read this particular scripture in context, into the context of when it was written, it is God's promise that no matter how far I fall, God's plan for me is always to bring me back and to rebuild me, to rebuild me into a, a wonderful, beautiful relationship with himself and with Christ and the Holy Spirit, and that I could be redeemed from the sin of my life and be reestablished into the kingdom of heaven. That is the goal, and that is the prosperity that he's talking about. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today and just want to encourage you to join me next week. Thanks and God bless and enjoy the day. 
Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining and don't forget to like and share. God bless.